everyone and welcome to the Sweet Spot on a Farm episode 41 part 2. If you just randomly tuned in and have absolutely no idea what this podcast is about, the Sweet Spot is all about natural health. I talk to natural health and fitness professionals and anyone whose business and life's mission it is to help us support our health in as natural ways as possible. We cover topics like organic farming, herbalism, fitness training, natural therapies, and we also talk about food and share plant-based nutritious recipes that support and nourish our body. And today's episode is all about mushrooms. This is the second part of my interview with Aussie Brew's founder, Trisha McNeely. Aussie Brew is a local company specializing in medicinal mushroom supplements. And if you haven't listened to the first part of our chat where we talk about chaga, biohacking and many other things, I suggest you go back and catch it first. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of the interview. And one of the things we are going to talk about in this episode is Trisha's desire to cultivate mushrooms in space. How did you actually become, well, I suppose when you research mushrooms, you, you come across names like like Paul Stamet and I probably shouldn't be plugging my um, main competitor, but um, I found Tarot from Four Sigmatic, who is a main competitor. They're based in California. And he had a key... Uh, uh, he gave out information all about mushrooms. It was like a school of the kingdom mushroom and you could learn so much about all the mushrooms in there and I really found that very useful. Also there was a guy like Dave Avocado Wolf. He's mm -hmm. uh, hugely into Chaga, hugely into it and he talks about how he even built a house in the forest so he could be near the Chaga. You know, really. That's a bit extreme. <laughs> it is, but what a way to live, eh? Um, he's an interesting character because his elder brother was medical doctor and his younger brother was a medical doctor, but he went for the middle ground, you know. Although I am very positive about what doctors can do, mm. um, but it's just sometimes they're very busy and you have to take, you know, do things yourself, you know, what you can do. If you look at something, can make you feel, help your health and not help your health. Like we are now knowing about the dangers of sugar. We actually don't need too many people to tell us that now. We are, it's actually a known fact that sugar damage, can damage our health. So there's certain things we can, you know, take control of. And so when it comes to the world of mushrooms, there are probably different mushrooms good for different things. Yeah. Like you mentioned yeah. that chaga is good for immunity, immune system, yes. lion's mind is good for the brain. Yes. Um, yes. Do you have any plans to introduce any other types of mushrooms into the Otsibru family? Well, we have looked at reishi for calming <clears throat> and turkey teal and there's a few others, but... Right now we're like we're busy developing some uh, healthy snack product that's got packaging that is completely biodegradable and goes back into the earth within 26 weeks. So we're no plastic near it. And we are really excited about that one. And we're also focused in on bringing, you know, the Chaga and Lion's Mane in uh, little shots, 60 mil shots. Are so, you developing the packaging yourselves, or is it somebody? No, are you it's, sourcing it? It's we've sourced it from somebody who has, you know, spent a lot of time and money um, creating this packaging. 
That sounds incredible. Yeah, it is. It's it's absolutely incredible stuff, and we've tested it. 26 weeks, and it's gone without damage. Oh, wow. That's incredible to be able to use it for healthy foods. Yeah, very important. Mushroom snacks, eh? Mushroom snacks with very healthy seasoning. It would be shiitake and... Just a just a humble button mushroom as well because it it is excellent. You know, if you want to, it it has a lot of benefits in its in its own right. But if you expose it to sunlight, it can take in vitamin D as well and give you extra vitamin D just by buying you know a punnet of humble uh, button mushrooms, put it on the window, and the sun goes into it. You're increasing the vitamin D in there. And I think we do need vitamin D. <laughs> See, this is one of the things. I always take vitamin D because living in our climate, it's we just don't get enough um, enough sunshine. And so I always take, especially at wintertime, I would take vitamin D supplement. Yeah. My partner doesn't because he eats a hell of a lot of organic mushrooms. Oh, well, there you go. So he doesn't need it. He's, got, he's getting B vitamins and they're low calorie and... They're high in protein as well, and if he exposes it to the sun, he can, you know, it's one of the few things that will absorb vitamin D, and you'll yeah. get it that way, you know. Mushrooms! Mushrooms! <laughs> Go, you mushrooms! <laughs> Go, you mushrooms! Do you actually have any personal experience with the health benefits of mushrooms? Absolutely, um, because, so, I'm a bit of a coffee addict, you know, and I would say I, I, it is an addiction because I love coffee and I'm definitely not against coffee because I do think in it so it might have an addiction side to it, but it also has some benefits in it as well. But I was just finding, oh my goodness, the withdrawal headaches I was getting, even if I took two days away from it, I was getting such really wild headaches oh my goodness but the thing is so I still do take my coffee but in the afternoon you know I was getting that slump so now I take Jagger in the afternoon I don't get that slump I just feel I don't even get the bad headaches when I come off coffee for a day now as I used to because they were terrible but now I take so I just kind of replace one cup of coffee with one Jagger and I really feel not only does it help balance my system out because it is adaptogen, so it helps with external and internal stresses, but it it's just it's great. It looks like coffee, but tastes more like tea. And I can still have my coffee in the morning and don't get those really bad headaches anymore. Oh, yeah, it I is do. delicious. Yeah. I have to say, I did um, I did taste it a few times and. And I really shouldn't be because <laughs> mushrooms and I aren't really friends anymore. Mm-hmm. But I do love the taste of it. It is incredible. And it, it actually smells like coffee to me yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think mean, perhaps because it. it looks so much like yeah. it. It's got an earthiness to it. But it tastes like very mild. It looks... You only need one gram, by the way. So our jar either 25 serving 25 gives you 25 servings or 55 is 55 servings mm-hmm. and you you know that that's it lasts a long time yeah it does and you just put one gram in we give you a little wooden spoon you know that measures out exact amount and that's it go what it just looks like coffee but tastes more like tea it's very light and doesn't actually taste like mushroom 
Yeah, know? no, no, it doesn't. And I think the one I tasted, maybe there was something else mixed in it, but it was wow. absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. It was really, I think it was the shot, maybe, where you tasted oh, the shot. Okay, That's yeah, one of yeah. those things. Yes, it yes. was really nice. When you're thinking of a product, and you have a you have a little but really really good range now when you think of developing a product how do you go about it what, what what's 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 your thinking process about is it what we need or what i think the customers would want or is it how how best complement the mushroom or what what is the best way to get the benefits of the mushroom so it tastes nice What is the yeah, I suppose the thinking process of how, how I personally develop products. First of all, if I see a need, you know, in the market for myself that, I, you know, I would like to see there because it's not there. Um, secondly, then I go about sourcing the best in the world because if it's not the best, I really don't want it. I do not want to put that. I only want to give people what I would put in my system, and I'm very, very fussy about, you know, where where the supply comes from. It is so important, um, and I think because I had experience with the coconut, and I had about well at least eighteen different suppliers, so I built up relationships with, you know. And I was able to get rid of a lot who were not ethical or who were not up to scratch. And then, once you build relationships with people like like Blue Sky Botanics who do organic, who are you know there are suppliers out there who are really excellent. Then, if they don't have it, they will side, you know, give you somebody who does have it, and that way you go down a, a track of finding the best there is. Then you maybe get samples in from different people. You'll try them. And some will live up to what they're saying, and others won't. So, I think that's just how it's a very long, long track to beat out. Uh, but you know, that's it. You just keep going, keep going. And I guess packaging is a big part of it, isn't it? When you when you finally have a product that you want to put out there, and then the next thing is, how are we going to package it so it doesn't cost an arm and a leg, so we don't have to put the cost. On top of yeah. the cost of the product to make it, yeah, you know, so yeah. we can still keep it affordable and and so we're ethical with it as well. Because yeah. like, I know that's very much ethos of your company as well. It is, and I, of course, would it usually does mean that once you're sourcing the best, it is more expensive, unfortunately. But over time, if if any of that changes, we always pass on to our customers either by giving them discounts or, but you know, we pass on. Pass back. It is. Uh, I have to say that I would not dare go into um, food uh, product development or food company because there is so much work, <laughs> and I think I'm a bit of a lazy bastard. <laughs> It just sounds like so much. I would love to the research part. That's what I would oh, really, right. really enjoy doing. Yes, that, but that's yes. It's the rest of it that I. Yeah, I know the label, the food standards agencies yeah. that don't understand what you're doing and then you, you have to conform to what they're wanting, even if it's not... Well, I don't dare want to say that, but yeah, 
but there's a lot of legislation you have to go through. Um, and yeah. there's actually another thing. Because you are making supplement, even though it, it's a food supplement, I suppose there are a lot of things that you know about the mushroom. Mm-hmm. And there's been studies done to prove that there are benefits yeah. to the mushroom, but yeah. you can't put it on a label, can no, you? No, you can't. And you can only put on the label what you have actually tested with your own product, which is why we can, you know, happily stamp immunity on our chaga because we've had it tested and tested and tested. And um, they've come back to say, you can say this is a good source of manganese to help with cell repair. So that's why we always can say that. Even though we know there are many other benefits, we don't say it because you can't afford to test everything. You know, it's so expensive to test everything. It is so expensive also to go organic. You know, it's, you know, there are many good products out there that are not organic because people can't afford the big bucks to, you know, completely certify everything. Right, everything has to be traced right back to, you know, the final stop. So, well, I suppose when it comes to your product in particular, because you are sourcing your chaga in the wild, essentially. Yes. I think that's another level, actually, above yeah. organic. It is. Because what grows wild, obviously, in the wild, we don't... I don't I don't think the, the, the human population have, have gone to such terrible length that we would spray our forests and woods. Yeah. So it's naturally organic, plus yes. growing in wild, obviously. Plus wild. So many more. Yes. Benefits. benefits. And it's 100 kilometers away from any contamination from any city. That's the other thing. That's amazing. Because, you know, if you were even growing it here in Belfast, it would be contaminated with all the pollution of the cars and everything else. So, But it doesn't grow here anyhow. So. It has been spotted in uh, Scotland in some parts, but I don't know, haven't tasted it, haven't tested it, so... Oh, wow. I'm very happy that we do have the best in the world. And Next that... destination, Scotland. You never know. <laughs> Tar- tartan chaga. <laughs> chaga with a wee tartan skirt on. <laughs> a special jar. <laughs> the way it's set of bagpipes. Special Scottish ring. Yeah. <laughs> when you open that jar. <laughs> well, we sounds like we sound like we've just eaten so much. Not chaga. <laughs> Get us back on the microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's talk some more science. Science. Um, you mentioned early on there about mushrooms growing in space and that's your next Ooh. area of exploration. That sounds absolutely bonkers to me. Oh, this is bonkers. What um, is that all about? Cultivating mushrooms in space. And yeah, what are you on, Trisha? <laughs> like, honestly, what have you taken? Oh my goodness. Well, that's a very long story. Maybe another podcast. <laughs> with, but um, basically, um, I proceed presented a poster at Luxembourg. It's been a long journey with the space program, European Space Agency, but I recently presented a poster all about fabricating mycelium into packaging. I even believe that Stella McCartney has used mycelium in some of her clothes range this year because it is an excellent... It's 
um, it's a great barrier. It's very, very light and it keeps you warm and it doesn't, there's no um, radiation can pass through it. So we were thinking it would be very good for astronauts' suits and things like that. So we were putting together a proposal for the fabrication side and working with Queen's, um, Owen, Owen Cunningham as well, we're looking at utilising some of the equipment because they want to tra- you know, go away from plastics into alternative materials that can be used for packaging and other, other, other things. So that was one aspect of it. And the other aspect of it was cultivating mushrooms in space. How do you come up with that idea? Oh yeah, I know what we're going to do next. We're just going to go and grow mushrooms in space. <laughs> it's something so deep in there that I really, I just am following my heart on this. So I got approved by the European Space Agency to present the poster at Luxembourg this year, which is all about resources in space. And I was watching this most exciting conference where they were talking about architecture in space. They're talking about the moon as the gateway to Mars. They're talking about a thing, and I completely embarrassed myself on because I'm I'm proposing to grow mushrooms in space and I didn't know what the moon dust was called. And this girl says, well, have you got some regolith to test this on? I went, what's regolith? Well, (laughs) that was embarrassing, but you learn the hard way sometimes. She said, the regolith is dust on the moon. I said, okay, (laughs) I'd better get my hands on some of that. So when I was watching, um, there was somebody up there called Patrick Harkness. He was uh, talking about drilling on Mars. So he had created these drills on Mars and for drilling on Mars, different to test different things and minerals and things there and I thought we have to talk to him because he's from Northern Ireland so I spoke to this guy I said Patrick I am really interested to cultivate mushrooms in space and he said okay uh, would you be proposing a sample of regolith then I said exactly what I'm after so this, there was a conference in the waterfront all about space and all the different resources and the microgravity uh, that's going on. So this guy is based in Glasgow University. He carried this really, really heavy package of regolith over to Northern Ireland to give to me to experiment with the growing of the mushrooms. So I really have him to thank big time hugely for doing that because I could not believe it when I met him there was this guy struggling with this parcel <laughs> I go uh, thank you so How much you, you know customs? <laughs> exactly when I said what you can't get mushrooms through and you got that through you know? what did you say this comes from Mars you know <laughs> so it's a simulant of um, regular so I've got it in my office um, so there's a mushroom expert called Mairead Kilpatrick, and we had the most fascinating conference call. I was privy to that, and I was really honoured to be part of listening to that because I can tell you, talking science, they would have blinded you with it. Um, but it was lovely to be part of hearing, you know, 
all the possibilities of how we may be able to do this. You know, every idea starts, you know, it starts with an idea and, and you just like you follow your dream of that idea. And can I just, it's just this question nags at me, like why? <laughs> why? What is the benefit of growing mushrooms in space? Why would you want to do that? Well, um, see, the thing is, if if the moon is going to be the gateway to Mars, the planet Mars is quite similar to our atmosphere and things on Earth. So if they are going to build architecture and places for us to live in the future there, then they will need solutions because to carry anything on a payload from Earth up to Mars, weight is of the essence because it costs a lot of money the heavier it is. But if you're taking spores up there and you can plant those spores out, you can use that for maybe building materials or you can use that for insulation materials to stop radiation or you can simply use that just for the nutrients, the food. So why would you not? I might not be around to see the fruits of this, but it doesn't matter because it's something <laughs> might be important in the future. I'm just thinking, I, I've just been to the first Northern Ireland Hemp Association conference and I'm just uh-huh. thinking, hmm, there's an idea. <laughs> uh-huh. Would you guys like to try growing hemp on Mars? <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. You can combine them. Yeah. So what's the next stage then? So you have the moon dust. Yeah. So are you going to be working with the Queen's University to test the growing? And also with um, Maria Kilpatrick and Patrick Harkness. And there's another chap from NASA. So, yeah, we're just exploring that. You know, that's kind of a hobby. This is absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> I don't there get paid for this. There is this crazy woman who started as a chef in, in uh, a nursing people's home. home. <laughs> and, and now you're going to grow mushrooms in space. <laughs> this, is, this is nuts. I mean, anything can happen. Anything can life, happen, yes. If you follow is... your, your heart or your ideas, just follow it. You are a total nerd. Mm. This is what's so, it? What's the space? Sorry for so the pun. Like this, this just you or this hell of a woman who has a accomplished so much, experienced so much in life, and you're talking to NASA, to all these scientists and people from different parts of the world about crazy things like growing something in space. It is so mind blowing. I just feel like I should bow to you. Like <laughs> you are, you are an incredible woman, and I honestly, mm. genuinely can't wait what you're gonna bring next out. Because watch this space. This, this you're not gonna stop there. Correct. I can't stop now. You know, because I'm having such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you look at like you're constantly. Anytime I see you in E12, like you're always smiling and bursting with energy and the energy is just floating around you. You do really look like you are having the time of your life. Well, if I can help anybody on the way, if anybody has any ideas or if they're if they're wanting to express their ideas, if I can help in any way, I would love to, you know. It's all part of the journey is giving back. That's very important. 
That is such a great yeah. attitude as well. And uh, you are incredibly passionate woman, and and you, because you've gone through so much, your business experience and and and, and experience in launching company and in the food industry, and you have so much to give as well. Oh, you're very kind to say that, but. Um, experience is priceless it is so priceless so having people who are willing to share that experience it, it, it is it's just great um we're coming to an end but i have a few more questions and because you are so passionate about mushrooms do you eat mushrooms do you eat them often I which do. one is your favorite I do. oh i eat mushrooms at least three times a week four times a week um i just like Just the plain mushroom, the chestnut mushroom or the butter mushroom. I love shiitake. Um, I, it's just, I guess, what's to hand for us, you know, what's easy to hand. Um, they're the ones I love because they absorb flavor really well. And they're great because they're high in protein. They make a great meat alternative. You don't want to eat meat too often or at all, depending on what way you go. And... It's just the vitamins and the minerals in them. They're just really good. And I, I just like the taste. And they're quick and easy. What is your favourite way to eat mushrooms? Dead simple, you know. Chop it up. Put it in a little bit of um, butter and good quality olive oil. Don't start us on olive oil. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Could have a, an hour-long round of yeah, olive oil. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's very important though. Olive oil is another superfood, but you don't want to heat it, overheat it too much, you know. But it is superfood. Um, just very simple and shh, fry it. That's it. Lovely. That's my favorite way. Simple. Yeah, really simple. Simple. Knowing all you do about food and nutrition, what is your lifestyle like, and what is your diet like to keep yourself healthy? Well, I guess I had um, put on a little bit of weight, you could say, over when I, when I get throw myself into um, setting up the business, I get really focused and I kind of neglect my exercise and things. But I've addressed that recently. Um, I've gone on a, is it called a ketonic, a ketonic, a keto? Ketogenic. Keto ketogenic. Ketogenic. Uh, keto, ketogenic. I've started. I found this a most amazing way to exercise. Now, I joined the gym. It didn't really suit me because it's not really my thing. But I found this incredible. I ran six miles last night, and I never thought I would in my life. But it's this thing called like tabbing. So you only you just okay. Get your training shoes on. Open the door of your house. Go out. Stand there. And go the slowest possible run you possibly can. Let people point at you and say, look how slow they're running. But don't care about that. Just keep running that wee slow pace. And I did in that wee slow slow pace, like uh, six miles. And when I, I had burned off 10,000, no, I'd done 20,000 steps. I'd burned off like uh, 1,000 calories, you know, This was easy. This was e this was easy. I could not run the length of myself, but I just opened the door, did this nice wee within my own limit pace, and just kept going. I thought I'm keeping on going. I could do keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Wow! And this was just a beautiful 
it was better than a walk, if you know what I mean. And it was just as slow as a walk, but it was apparently this is a really good way for burning fat off. And so I'm, I've gone down a few kilos, you know, which is I'm just trying to be at, you know, just a, a, a weight that I'm happy with, you know. Well, I'm getting there, getting there. Because it was a New Year's resolutions after I'm not coming to the end of December. <laughs> I don't like calling them resolutions because resolutions never work. It's kind of goals. Yeah. Something I work towards yeah. rather than something I have to do because I said I would. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, I never do. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it helps, but I'm going to I'm gonna call it goals next year, my uh, 2020 goals. <laughs> and so what would you know, what would be your day, or what would you know oh, what do I eat? Diet? Like, and I, I, yeah. we already established this mushrooms play a big role in that. Yeah, well, I'm really trying, you know, more protein, less carbs, so I've cut out sugar and bread. Um, more healthy carbs like vegetables and things like that, watery vegetables and mushrooms. A lot of those come in. I have fish, a lot of fish, uh, either tuna or salmon or something like that. And cheat once a week. With, I do, I have this wee thing I do which helps me through the day and it's little 100% chocolate buttons that I get from... A certain chocolate shop, can I say, down, down in Belfast, Hotel <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> Angus Thurwell will thank me for saying that. He's the owner. His father um, created Mr Whippy, so I have a, a <laughs> kind of respect for that man. But um, So anyhow, I get these chocolate buttons and put it on your tongue, let it melt, and then have your cup of chaga or your cup of coffee with it. And it just satiates, it's satiating, and it takes you away from wanting that sugar, you know? I, I, I love honey present cacao bar myself. I, I am, I'm actually, I think I'm addicted to it. Yeah. I can't, not a day go past without me having a piece yeah. of 100% cacao bar. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, those but try those buttons. I have to look They up. have like a bag of 100% chocolate buttons and they are, they're wow. And you get so many in the bag and I like maybe have... Talking about microdosing, yeah. there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, um, Susanna, brilliant. So you said you're eating more vegetables now. Um, what, yeah. Do you have a favourite? Oh, cabbage, cabbage. Oh I love my cabbage. God, I love you. I love cabbage. It's the best, it's the best. It's so simple. So, so simple. And you just cook it in a little, just cut the whole organic cabbage. Try your best to get organic. I don't want to put the chemicals in, you know. Try your best with that, but... If you can't get that, just use a normal cabbage because we are quite rigorous in our controls in this country over not having too many sprays on our vegetables. So we're not too bad here. You, you'll you be fine. But ultimately, organic. Cut up the whole cabbage, put it in the pot with a little bit of water and some pink Himalayan salt. And uh, if you take butter, which I do, pure butter, a little bit of that in there and... Usually after it's steamed for a little while or cooked a little while, and just put that and a bit of salt, pepper. Off you go. Beautiful, big. It's so nice. It is so so nice. You know? Yeah, that sounds really lovely. And according to Rhonda Patrick, we should be eating cruciferous vegetables with mustard seeds. 
very to good. get the most benefits. Very good. I'm going to get yeah. mustard seeds for that. Yeah. You know the guy who won the Nobel Prize um, for the term autophagizing? No. Autophagizing is a thing that gets rid of your unwanted cells and some of the foods that you can eat to help you get rid of the unwanted cells is that what you're talking about there, mustard seeds and the cabbage and the broccoli and turmeric and pepper and things like that. Oh, wow. They help your body autophagize, dump the unwanted cells. You want to assist your body to get rid of that stuff, you know. Also, you want to find out what you have a predisposition for in your family so you can take steps to avoid that. You can, you know, you can put it off for a long time, that, that disease coming. We're so lucky. We're living in a great age. Great time. Yeah, yeah. We have we have access to so many helpful information, and yeah. I'm craving cabbage now. But yeah. the way you yeah. eat cabbage yeah. is so simple, and I yeah. love it. And one yeah. of those weirdos that sometimes I do actually just steam cabbage and put a wee bit of salt on it. I could yeah. just eat it on yeah. its own. Yeah. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Just gorgeous. It's a great, great vegetable. Definitely my favorite vegetable. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and it has so much, such a high content of vitamin C. It's like we don't realize we don't think of mm-hmm. these kind of vegetables mm-hmm. having vitamin C. When you think of vitamin C, you always think oranges and you know things like yeah. lemons. Well, yuzu. Have you heard of yuzu? Yuzu is like a Japanese fruit. Oh my god, it tastes so good. It's <laughs> really, really high in vitamin C. We're putting yuzu in our shots. Ah, so good. I love you too. So that's the. I love the you next, too. That's the next <laughs> no, I, lo- I love you too. I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> so that is the next product. Yeah, that's launching uh, first quarter of next year. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, so we're launching it at Biofac in Germany, at the organic show there. Well, I suppose yeah. that whenever you're about to launch a new product, that's that's the busy period for you, yeah, isn't it? it is. And you're constantly doing new products, so you just it feels like you never stop. Yeah, but that's once you do what you love, then you're not really working, are you? It's you, a know? Hobby. you have to do what you love, don't you? At least mm-hmm. some of the time, you must look after yourself. You know, do what you love. If people would like to maybe get in touch with you, sure. whether for research or yeah. to work for you or to pick your brains about something yeah. or to ask about mushrooms, yeah, what sure. is the best way to contact you and where could people find your products if they would like to try it? Well, they can find it online, uh, www.otsibrew.com, O-T-S-Z-I-B-R-E-W.com, or they can get it on Amazon, um, again, Amazon, and search for Chaga Otsi Brew. They can get it in Eatwell. They can get it in a few other, like a nutmeg, nature's way in uh, Northern Ireland, or Belfast. They can even get it on Selfridges. So Really? So we're in, we launched in Selfridges a few weeks back. There's a few other outlets, but for the local folk that's the best ones brilliant yeah and if they want to contact me drop me an email at trisha t-r-i-c-i-a at otzibrew o-t-s-z-i-b-r-e-w dot com or i don't use my facebook very often but you know if they want to message me on facebook i'm slower to get to them with that than an email so yeah 
happy to help anyone who's thinking of venturing into setting up their own business and yeah I'll try not to put them off it. <laughs> I can't see how you would because you're, you're just beaming <laughs> with passion and pride. You, you, you make running business look really easy because oh. you don't look stressed or anything. Well, it must be the mushrooms. <sighs> Adaptogenic. <laughs> Biohacked to death. <laughs> Trisha, okay. it's been an absolute pleasure. You're a marvelous lady. Thank you. You're pretty marvelous yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait to watch your next steps and looking forward to um, the local newspapers running articles once you grow your mushrooms in space. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Lovely okay. to have you here. Thank you so much. And you, Susanna. Thanks very much indeed to you. Thank you. Trisha is such an incredibly smart lady. No doubt she is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. And she's truly passionate about mushrooms, nutrition and good quality products, as well as the environmental impact products can have. If you'd like to get in touch with Trisha, you can email her at trisha at otzibrew.com. That's spelled T-R-I-C-I-A at O-T-Z-I-B-R-E-W dot com. Otherwise, you can find Utsibrew on social media and Trisha is also on LinkedIn. And remember, you can find Trisha's recipe on our social media and the best way to get it is to download it in a PDF form from our Facebook public group page, The Sweet Spot on a Farm, where you can find it along with all the rest of our shared recipes to date in the file section. And if you fancy some more of the sweet spot recipes, you can get our plant-based cookbook with recipes suitable for celiacs and diabetics. The paperback is available from Amazon or by personal order and the digital form is available via iBooks. For personal orders, you can order at thesweetspot at gmail.com or message us via social media and personal order comes with free UK delivery. And if you enjoyed this podcast... Please leave us a comment on social media and SoundCloud or even better, rate us on iTunes. I know that those stars on iTunes might not mean much to you, but to keep this podcast going, your reviews are absolutely essential. And you can even do this on your smartphone if you have the Apple Podcast app and I will really, really appreciate it. And with that, have a lovely week. Have a wonderful Christmas. Steam some cabbage because we do need some extra vitamin C around this time of the year. Try and drink some chaga instead of your morning cup of coffee. And most importantly, stay healthy. Until next time. Bye. As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening. Thank you.